step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds are talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. The smoothest show on internet radio. Your hosts, the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds. Hello and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. I am your host, the Jazz Queen. Mike is at work, so he will not be joining me this evening. Um, It is Tuesday, May 5th, 2015. If you would like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on Frank McCombs' soulmate picture that will bring you into the show page on BlogTalkRadio.com and below that is the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5. 485 646-716-5485. If you would like to call in and speak with Frank, if you have a question or a comment. He was named one of the 27th greatest keyboard players of all time by Music Radar. Frank McComb is a divine soul man who speaks with the native tongue of soul, jazz, blues, and pop. His virtuoso vocal and piano work has made him not only an indispensable and highly sought-after session musician, but a favorite on the soul, jazz, and R&B scenes. He has a brand new release called Soulmate, and we will be talking to him about that. Welcome to the show, Frank. (laughs) Thanks for having me. (laughs) It's my pleasure. It is my pleasure to have you here. Now, um, I've done... You know, my my research on you, my homework on you, and I find your background to be very interesting, especially the three hours of piano lessons that you had. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I guess that's an act of God right there. (laughs) (laughs) That's an act of God. Um, I was was actually talking to one of my aunts after after a church service, and uh, back in Cleveland, Ohio, I was born and raised in Cleveland. And um, I told my you know, I said, I want you to teach me how to play piano because she was writing a blues tune after service, which I thought was really cool. So she said, okay, got me home to my mother's house, and she pulled this keyboard out of her trunk and put it on my mother's dining room table and said, come on, Red. They used to call me Red. My grandmother called me Red Boy. Come on, Red Boy. Let's sit down here and learn this music. And I said, I didn't want to learn today. <laughs> I said, today wasn't the day. I don't mean today. <laughs> she said, well, you don't mess with anything about no no music. You sit down here and learn. So she made me sit there, and, and I, I learned my basics, you know, basic major, minor chords, the names of the keys, the scales, and that was pretty much it. It, it was it was one hour for three Sundays, and she had to take a, a job. Couldn't teach me anymore, so I had three hours piano training. So the gift was there. just took somebody to bring it out. Okay. And now after that, did you continue with formal training or are you self-taught? Oh, well, I would have to say God taught me everything because there's no way in the world I can learn what I've learned, you know, and, and not have gone to anybody's school to learn it. I mean, I went to a performing arts school in Cleveland. You know how, you know, the, you know, the TV show fame. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I thought it was going to be like that. It wasn't. But, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I ended up going to school, something like that. And um, I thought I was going to get hands-on piano training and, and hands-on, you know, with vocals and the whole nine. But I was a vocal major at the school because she had to audition at the end of school, the Cleveland School of the Arts. And I, I didn't realize that I was actually going to go to the school and learn the game of politics. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty much all I went through at that school. No, not to slam the school, but just being honest. Uh, it, it was a lot of politics there. And I think that's what's helping me to understand the record business today. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So now Soulmate, um, I've been listening to the songs, the music on Soulmate. Is this entire CD, this EP rather, is this your story? No, 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 no. Just... No. The songs that okay. uh, no 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 they're really not they're just songs that uh, hold on let me see soulmate was actually some chord changes I had in mind oh god I've been tossing those chord changes around since uh, I'm guessing since around uh, ninety four maybe mm-hmm. and uh, I was in Amsterdam last year I think last May and. I was supposed to do a, a session. I was going to do a session with my with my trio. I have a trio based in Amsterdam. Great musicians too. And we were in Glenn's Glenn's basically. We were in, we were in Glenn's studio, and I, I got in a, t- a tweet from Angie Stone asking me to uh, to put a track together for her. But then I didn't hear back from her, so I figured she was busy. And I had already scheduled the title with my guys, and I said, "Well, nothing goes to waste when it comes to Frank McCall. I don't waste nothing." So I said, uh, Let's cut this track, man. I got this idea. And that's when Soulmate was born. We tracked it right there in Amsterdam. That's May. So I got home. And, yeah, I got home. I, I brought I brought the track home after we recorded it. I brought the track home. I listened to it, and I cut vocals at home. And I sent the vocals out to Glenn over in Amsterdam. Told him to mix it. And I put it out. So, you know, each song has its own thing. Feeling some kind of way. That's track number two. That's all me except for the guitar, which is Dave Stevens. Oh. But everything on there was all programmed by me. Sounds like a live band, but it's yours truly. Oh, okay. Now, what about your singing? Did you have formal training um, singing? Nope, just God's anointing. Okay. So I, right. I didn't have any formal training. Once I found the Motown, I, I ended up hooking up with uh, Seth Riggs' wife, or ex-wife, Florence Riggs, and I got some pointers from her. But actually, someone teaching me to sing, no, not at all. I'm a male version of my mother, my aunts, and my grandmother. Everybody says that I sound like Donnie Hathaway and Stevie Wonder mixed together. But mm-hmm. really, if there was a man in my family that was singing, that, was, that may have been singing before me and we've heard him, then that I would probably most likely sound like him. But I'm the only male in my family that's singing, you know, on both sides of the family, my wife's side of the family and mine. I'm the only man singing. So if, if you would hear them, you would hear me. They, I'm just, I'm just their voice in a man's body. That's where I put it. So, oh, you know, coming okay. up, coming up in a little hole in this church and watching them stand around the piano at my grandmother's house singing every holiday, every holiday season, and you know that's what my Christmas single was about. Not to push Christmas, but that's what my Christmas uh, single was all about. How everybody stood around the piano and sang, and it inspired me to want to grow up and do the same thing. I yeah. see. I see. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's take a listen to Soulmate, and I'm going to start with the title track. And uh, since you've already explained that, let's go ahead and play it. This is Soulmate from Frank McCombs' new release. Life is so funny. How exactly? 
The title track from Frank McCombs' new release, Soulmate. Now, you mentioned David P. Stevens. He is also um, featured on this. Um, who else is on the CD? Uh, yeah, he's featured on the ET. Yeah, Dave Stevens is on the, uh, Glenn, Glenn Gadam is the bassist. Yodan Vaughn is the drummer. They're based in Amsterdam. And well, I guess that's it on the EP. You see, the thing is, I'm working on another six songs right now to add to that to make it a full album. And it's going to be called, the album itself is going to be called Soulmate, Another Love Story. So, you know, kind of bounce, kind of bounce it off my first album, Love Stories, back in 2000. Okay. All right. Yeah. And, and uh, when do you boys, expect that to be released? That's a good question. I, I actually <laughs> had to put my album down for a hot second because Najee and I just did a song together. I just, I just programmed and recorded a track here in my studio for him. I've been working on it for the last week, week and a half maybe, and I just mastered it last night and sent it to him. And I was I'm working to... on <laughs> so I've been working it today. I've been working on Dave's track and I finally got to get back on mine. So I'm hoping to get back on mine. Well, I was gonna get back on mine tonight, but I just got called to go and support a friend of mine. So I'll jump on okay. it tomorrow, I guess. But okay, you know, I was gonna thing... go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You know, you know. Well the first thing about the funny thing about about Soulmate, this song itself is actually about a man who's who's uh, having these thoughts. To the to this woman, those are not. That's not really a conversation he's having with her. The, the song is about a man who fell in love with his best friend of many years, and he's telling her that he cares about her, but she doesn't believe him. <laughs> she's like, "Man, come on, please," you know. But she's rejecting him. So this my lead vocal. I have that effect on the lead vocal because it represents the man's thoughts, not so much a conversation with her. This these are his thoughts to her. <laughs> he's like talking to her. <laughs> oh, I see. Interesting. Yeah. Very. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, these are um, his thoughts to her. Yeah, it's not even a conversation. Those are his thoughts to her. Okay. Interesting. I love it the way when you artists, you know, how you think when you write your music and you put your thoughts to paper and pen and paper and to words. I love that. That's why I always ask the story behind the song because I love to hear the inspiration behind each song. Well, I, I love good stories. I love uh, I like writing songs that say something with hopes that it'll touch somebody else's situation, or at least just you know get people to thinking. I can't do the non songs. I can't do the songs that take no thought. You know, mm -hmm. if somebody kind of for just a hit. You know, yeah, yeah I, I, I can't do those. And they exist. I was so told. It's hard to say. Yeah, yeah. I I was told by an artist once that um, he does not like 
the question, what inspires you or what inspired you to write a song? Because he says his song, he's, he, it doesn't, he doesn't get inspired to write a song. He just writes. And I kind of find that hard to believe. Um, I, I think you, there's something that has to happen in your life in order for you to write a song. Something has to be inspired you to write the song. You did, I mean, can you just sit down and write a song without something? Well, for, well, for me, for me, I don't necessarily have to be inspired. In my, I, I, for me, it's a love to, for doing it. I love to write. So I don't necessarily have to have anything happen to me. I, don't, I, I could sit and be watching a movie and, and, and look at a scene in the movie and actually hear an idea from it. That's okay. inspiration. That, that could inspire right. me. Right. Um, for for somebody, for example, like Najee to reach out to me and say, hey, man, write me a song. That inspires me because mm-hmm. that dude's a legend. He's been around 20 years longer in the, in the game longer than me, you know. Yes. So for him to say, Frank, I need you to write me a tune or I want you to write me a tune, that's inspiration. I mean, I sit back and I look at all the people that know who I am versus me knowing them. That's inspiration for me. Um, it doesn't take much, <laughs> it really yes. doesn't, especially if you love to do it. And I'll be honest with you, no, no pun intended, I'll be frank with you. There's nothing like getting paid for something you enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. And if anybody, else tell you, if anybody else tell you different, they'll lie and they need to quit doing what they're doing. How about that? <laughs> amen, amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. And I was yes. going to ask you about Najee because I had heard that you were um, writing a song for him uh, for his mm-hmm. upcoming CD. So that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. You're, I mean, your background is really, really interesting. I mean, you, you know, you've been at Motown, you were the musical director for the Rude Boys. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you joined Branford Marcellus band. I mean, it's just, your background is just very, very, very interested. Interesting. Um, <laughs> and even, even at a young age, I mean, you at 18, I think you were 18 years old when you started your own band, your own trio. Yeah, seventeen. Started Montreal at seventeen. You good? You catch? You doing homework? <laughs> yeah, and look, yeah. my question I'll to tell, you I'll is: seventeen. Yeah, yeah, and, and you're in late. clubs. You're playing in clubs at seventeen. Actually, at fifteen, I hit the clubs. I was playing oh at twelve. At fifteen, fifteen, I was in clubs, and at seventeen, I headed up to Frank McCall Trio, and we would do gigs around town. And even my even my teachers would come and see me when they could. And because, because they knew I was trying to keep my head on straight, and I had to get my skills somewhere. But see, I came up in the hood. I wasn't in the suburbs. I came up in the hood. So, and back then, it wasn't as hard to live. At least for me, it wasn't. You know, I had my little car and put my piano in the car, go play the club as long as I had my head on straight. And I looked like a grown man back then. So they let me in and do my thing. You know, I looked okay. old enough. But okay, I, I, was, I, I had a lot of respect because I wasn't a, I wasn't a knucklehead out there doing it. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, making mm-hmm. my little change and coming home, helping my mom take care of my sisters with it. That's all. Okay. And, and I'm wondering, at 15 years old, how is it that you were able to get into a club, number one? And number oh, two, you know, your mother knew about this? That was easy. <laughs> she, found, she found out later. But see, I think my mom, I think she knew all the time and just didn't say that. See, I came up a mm-hmm. hood kid this whole different day. <laughs> so yeah. I think she knew it just didn't say that because the money was good. You know, I didn't have no dependence. And, you know, making 40 bucks playing an hour here, making 150 bucks playing an hour there, and bringing that money home. And I played almost every night and sometimes two different places a night. I hustled. Oh, I was hustling all the time. I was working all the time. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was yeah. taking care of home. So... But um, but but getting into clubs now, that was the easy part. You know, I'm, I'm talking. We're not talking no Hollywood clubs. We're talking about Cleveland, Ohio here. So, okay. 
play playing clubs in the hood. That was easy. I mean, as long as I came in playing with other, I was playing with all the older musicians who took care of me. And they knew okay. the guys that owned the spots. And they were like, you know, it's Junction. They didn't call me Junction. They called me Junction because we were all country. Oh, that's Junction. Don't worry about Junction. We just trying to play a gig. We need to play a gig. You know, and then I was getting good with the owners, and they would call me for my trio. They knew I didn't want no trouble. And I would go and play my gigs, make my little change, my own business, keep my mouth shut, and, and pay my musicians. Yeah. Okay. So I literally, I literally have been booking my own work since I was 17 years old. I'll be 45 this year, and I'm still booking my own work. I've been booking concerts around the world on my own since, well, literally around the world since uh, 2000. Yeah. Mm. So I've okay. been literally, I've been my own booking agent for all these years. Yeah. Okay. I have a question for you from Ollie in the chat room. Do you ever get so many calls to help other players that it stops you from working on your own stuff? It's happening right now. <laughs> it's not that I get that many calls. It's just that you know, for me doing everything myself, you know, I, I still manage myself, book the dates, record my own records, the whole nine. And when I get a call from somebody like Najee, of course I'm going to put something down. You know, I can't yeah. put the dates down because I got to eat. But right now I've put my record down temporarily and finished something for him and knock out something for Dave. So, yeah, I mean, I just mentioned that. So he's on point that sometimes yeah. I have to, and it's not so much that I get the calls all the time. It's just that I do so much. That even when somebody asks me to, to do something, I have to put something down to make it work, you know. Yeah. And then I just yeah. pick right back up. It's just hard. There's one thing that's hard for all of us men. It's balance. It's so hard. But once we, I don't think we'll ever master it. But once we get it down, <laughs> we can practice it more. We get better at it, but we'll never master it. I've been married mm -hmm. 20 years, 21 years. And my wife will tell you. I have not mastered it. I've gotten better, but not mastered it. I got to give it to my young adult because I got kids, the young adult. You know, I spread myself kind of thin sometimes, you know. But, you know, I ain't perfect, but I try my best. Right, right. Okay, now, you have worked with so many great artists, including Prince. Um, I mentioned Branford Marcellus, uh, George Duke. Gerald Levert, The Rude Boys, Phil Perry. Um, there's two that I want to ask you about, and then I'm going to let you go because I know your time is short. One oh, is Tommy okay. Davidson. Oh, that crazy man, yeah. What about Tommy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Cat, yeah. That's my man. Oh, Tom Cat. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy is a very talented man. I mean, he he can he he's a good singer. One of my one of my favorite comedians still after all these years. Um just, you know, he becomes frustrated if he can't get his musical ideas out and he takes it out on himself. And I'm like, dude, just take your time. There's no difference in comedy. Come on. <laughs> take your time, pace yourself. But he's a funny man, even even in person. He's a very funny So man. now, you wrote music for Tommy? Yeah, Tommy and I worked on the track. We sure did. But I don't know if he's ever going to put the record out. He meant, he's been mentioning the record for the last, I'm guessing, four years, three, four years. Okay. One of these days, he's going to get something out. But he has a very nice voice. Wow. Yep. Okay. The he, loves, artists... he, he, loves, he loves the music of the 80s. I'll tell you that for a fact. And the sounds of the 80s. He loves the 80s. Okay. <laughs> he's an 80s okay. man. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I've not seen any music by him anywhere. So I'm, that, I would be interested to hear him sing, definitely, because he is a very be, funny comedian. I'd be interested to see him put it out finally. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he'll give you a call and say, "Let's get to let's yeah. get busy." 
<laughs> so I, I hope he does it. I really hope he does eventually because he's got a nice voice. I mean, we we even shared the stage together. I did a show in Houston where he actually hosted the show. He hosted the night. He's a good brother. Yeah, okay. he's a good brother. The other artist I want to ask you about is Phyllis Hyman. I hate I didn't get to hang with her much, but I, I met her a couple of times when I was doing recording sessions for Kenny Gamble and Leon Huff back in 1992. Okay. And um, it was she was, for the couple of times that I ran into her, she was so cool. Very tall lady. Very cool lady. Soft-spoken, but she let, she let you have it if you were out of line. Thank God I was never one of those kind of guys. One thing I learned about one thing I learned in this business at a young age is how to keep my mouth shut. You know, that's that's why I believe I have the respect from all of the people that I work with because I didn't come in brown nosing. I'm not a butt kiss. I'm the wrong one. I don't do that. I go in, do my job, get paid. And I think because of that, and, and having not being funny or arrogant, but just speaking the truth, having the talent, having the gift that I have. A lot of people that I've worked for have always wondered more about me because I didn't talk, but I got this big gift. And okay. I think that uh, I just think it's best to go in there, do your job, keep your mouth shut, get your check, and go pay your bills. And okay. they'll keep calling you. One thing Ricky Miner taught me from American Idol, mm-hmm. Ricky taught me, he said, many are called, but only a few are called back. Mm. And I think those few are only called back because they kept their mouth shut and they did their jobs. And that's mm-hmm. what respect lies. To this day, I have princess respect because I did my mm-hmm. job. We never, we never even signed paper. We never signed paper for any, anything. He said, "You do your gig. You play with me. Spend time with me. Hang out with me. I'll make sure you pay." And sure enough, that was our agreement. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we both honored our agreements. And to this day, I have the respect for Frankie Beverly, Sean Khan, You name them. I got the respect because I did my job and I did it well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, um, I, I want to ask you also about the living room. This is a radio show that you host. Oh yeah. First, I thought you talked about the album because I, I released okay. an album, live album, back in what was it, 2012? I think it was live album uh, called "The Living Room" because it was a really like up close and personal concert, you know. And uh, I've always, I've always had this living room thing that I that I love. And um, I had a radio show. It was for a station out of out of London some years ago, and I called it The Living Room because I, I was able to play anything I wanted to play. They trusted mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And um, I let it go because the technology just wasn't on my side at the time. We, we were just having so many problems. But it was resurrected uh, last year, as a matter of fact. March 1st was my first broadcast. And um, and, and I'm happy to say that I'm syndicated now. So I'm, I'm played in, well, let me see, there's uh, Australia, there's Oh, who else is it? Uh, Australia is carrying it. Florida is carrying it. Uh, Spain is carrying it, mm-hmm. and and Salt Lake City. So I've got four between the four stations. I think um, my show is aired probably six times a week, and okay. I get to play whatever I want to play from Stevie Wonder to Kiss if I want to. And part of the deal, and this wasn't something that I brought up, they brought it to me that if I don't play my own stuff, we got a problem. And I don't think that's too bad for a guy who couldn't get his music on the radio, on mainstream radio. And I've I've been putting out records since the year 2000, literally. And I couldn't get one thing on the radio, on mainstream radio. And to turn around and to be blessed with a radio show that's being aired six times a week, that's God. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to preach, but I know mm-hmm. that it ain't nothing that I've done by my own hands. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I hear you. Ollie said, need more like you, Frank. 
<laughs> no, we don't. They're not to stand out. Where can the living room be heard? Oh, let's see. On well, since I'm in front of my computer, I can look it up right now. Tell you, I do everything with this computer. Without this computer, I am in trouble. <laughs> well, let's see. Air Times, uh, Red FM, based in Spain, and that's on Sunday, six to eight p.m. And that's based in the UK, and uh, that's six to eight p.m. in the UK, seven to nine p.m. Um, in in other parts of the Central Eastern Europe. Uh, it's Central Eastern Time, Europe. I hope I'm saying that right. And then uh, Legend 107 Radio, legend107radio.com is Mondays, Fridays, and Saturdays from 10 p.m. to midnight, and that's Eastern Standard Time. Um, but 7 to 9, uh, Pacific Standard, and on Mondays, I, I like to get on and tweet. You know, we call it the living room. People are in my living room on Mondays. I like to get on and tweet with everybody when the time permits. So I usually put the word out in advance, let people know, so they can jump online, and, and I, t I have a chat on Twitter with all of the people that's listening. Okay. And then uh, jazzysoulradio.com is on Tuesdays, 9 to 11 p.m., but that's Australian time. And then Ask Radio, A-S-S-K, askradio.com is Thursdays, 5 to 7 p.m., Mountain Standard Time. So okay, it, I, I'm excited about it. So you're not on Spreaker anymore? Well, actually, I leave that up to the stations to handle all of that for me because I okay. can't keep up with it all. But... I mean, we, we can, I can find out all of that and, and get to the bottom of it because usually I'm hands-on with everything. But here lately, I've had to take on some help because it's so much for me to handle. I, I think I've gotten to the point now where it's only so much I can do on my own. After yes. 11 years of, of putting out my own records, 11 years and, and on my own brand, hand-packaging every single CD and getting them to the people because somebody else bootlegged something and that wasn't supposed to be released. Mm. So I took matters in my own hands, and for the last 11 years, I've been pushing my own brand. So pretty much if there's anybody out there that knows who Frank McComb is, it's because I made you know. And mm -hmm. I don't say that in arrogance. I say it in humility. I had to work to build my own brand and my own name because yeah. it, just seemed that, it just seemed like anybody I would bring to the table to try to get me to do things their way. And I'm like, no, <laughs> that's not good for me. That's good for you. But at the end of the day, I do what you want me to do. You mess up my life. You going on about your business, mess up somebody else's, and I got to pick up the pieces and clean up. Well, you messed up for me. I can't let mm -hmm. people do that to me no more. You know? Yes, and I'm, I understand. I say, I'm very happy doing what I'm doing, and there is a label out there that, that will understand Frank McComb as a recording artist and, let me, and see what I have to offer because the next label I go to, I'm hoping to take my catalog with me because I own the rights to, and, and the masters to most of my stuff. And very so, few artists own the masters to their music. Yes, very yeah, few. Yeah, I, I have, I have, uh, oh, wow. Looks like about, uh, I think this is the 14 CD. 14 mm -hmm. CD, I think that's 12 that I own. So mm. I'm, I'm cool with that. I don't say it to brag. I, I don't say it to brag either. I say it to encourage anybody out there that's trying to do your own thing. You know, if you know you're good, don't let nobody pull you down and make you think that you're not. But if you, but but don't be at the hall either. If you got to go back to the drawing board, listen to about three or four, maybe five different people. And out of those five different people, if three people come back with the same scenario, you might want to listen to those three people <laughs> out of the five. If they all say you need to go back to the drawing board, then don't be at the now. Go back to the drawing board because the other two might be family members that say what you want to hear. You know what I'm saying? 
Yes. So, yes. So, sir. so I, yes. I do believe in constructive criticism. You know, I mean, be straight, be straight up with me. It's the only way I'm going to get better. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we're at the 7.30 mark, and um, I'm going to let you go, but I am going to play the other three songs on the EP. So I just want you to give us, uh, give me uh, the story behind those three songs, and then I will say goodbye to you so you can be on your way. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> All right. let's see. Feeling Some Kind of Way. Feeling Some Kind of Way is track. Well, no, let's go with the first one. The first track is This Love of Ours. That song is about a couple who have stood the test of time and won. You know, okay. for example, uh, two, two people that's been together since high school, for example, and, and been married, got married, and, you know, it was told by everybody all the odds against them. You know, you're not going to last three years. or you're, You know, you're not ready for marriage. This, 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 that, and the other. But then 20 years later, you're looking back and saying, look at God, you and me. No matter what they said, we made it. That's what that song's about. Simple. Okay. Um, Still in some kind of ways, track number two. That song was actually, I, I, got, a, I got an email from Avery Sunshine, and mm -hmm. that song was built in a day, believe it or not. That track, I did that track in a day. I, had just, I got the call, I got an email from Avery Sunshine asking me about writing these tunes, and she, like this one particular tune stood out, it was just her and, um, and, and her partner Dana, who was playing guitar. She was singing just, just ad-libbing, and he was playing chord changes to the chorus. And I liked it so much that I, I had just gotten this new keyboard that I helped Cork build called the Chronos. And I, I said, I, I got to cut me a track, and I'm, this is going to be the first one I cut in my Chronos. So Feeling Some Kind of Way was the first song recorded on my new keyboard that I had gotten from Cork. I just helped him develop. And uh, that's all programmed by me. There's nobody else but a guitar player on that. So there's me singing, me programming everything. It feels like a live band, but it's really me. Um, Feeling Some Kind of Way is about a guy. I, I went on and wrote lyrics and wrote the choruses. I mean, wrote the verses. And it was supposed to be a duet, but she worked so much, I couldn't get her to, to stop and cut vocals for me. But um, it's a, it's, the song is about a guy meeting a, a lady for the first time, and he knows she's the one. I like writing songs like that. But he knows she's the one, right? She meets, they, they meet, she knows he's the one, but they're reluctant to get together, but they still feel in some kind of way about each other. Eventually, they all, they mm. did hook up, you know. So, <laughs> that, love is, that love at first sight thing, you know. And, I mean, since yes. the day we met, I knew you were the one. And she felt the same mm. way, but she's reluctant. Now, that second verse was really supposed to be for Avery's first time to sing. So if you listen to the lyrics, it kind of leads to what a woman would feel. But as brothers, we, we brothers feel the same way sometimes, too, because we, 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 we build on rationale, but we do have emotions, too, <laughs> you know. So, you know, just check out the second verse, whatever this may be, you know. Basically, she's saying, you know, I'm reluctant to move forward because I don't want to get hurt. Let's take our time. You know, women are quick to take y'all. Y'all take y'all time with it, but us, we want to rush you in. <laughs> so, but I had to make it fit for a brother. So check out the lyrics and you'll see what I mean. Soulmate I just described. Soulmate I just described. But track number four, She Needs True Love too. This song, once again, is about a man who meets a woman for the first time, but he knows what she needs. Now, she's got everything in the world. We're talking about a woman driving a, driving a phantom. We're talking about a woman who's got the home, the, the, like the dream home. Like, we're talking set, millionaire, almost billionaire status. We're talking big time, all right? But then the man himself, he ain't too far off himself, but doesn't have nearly what she's got. You know, she's filthy rich, but he's well-to-do. She's got all these friends, Hollywood friends and whatnot, and he's just the average brother who will go, you know, maybe hit the bar with his boys and whatnot, but he meets her comes across her one time, and he knows for a fact 
he's got what she needs that she can't buy, and that's a heart. He's got love. Mm-hmm. That's what about. You got all of this, but at the end of the day, your friends can't give you the one thing, and you cannot make the one thing that I have that I can, I can accommodate, uh, accommodate you with. I got true love. Your friends are just your friends. That ain't true love. At the end of the day, you can't go to bed with your money. You know, that's, that's what that's all about. I may not have what you have, but I got something that you don't have. <laughs> you know, this song kind of reminded me of Luther Vandross, I Who Have Nothing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. remember that song. I remember, I remember yeah. having a flat cover in that back in 1972. That's like, yeah. I mean, is it the same one? I remember. And, uh, and Sylvester. Yeah, I think so. And Sylvester did it. Yeah, I remember. Oh, man. He, he did a number to it, boy. Sylvester. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I Who Have Nothing. Okay. That's a bad yeah. tune. That's yes, a cold it is. Song right there. Yeah. Yes, it is. You, have to listen, you listen to the lyrics to that song, and it kind of reminds me of that because this brother is on the outside looking in. He loves looking his in. Yeah, he buys you diamonds. Yes, yep. exactly. He buys you he, diamonds. He, exactly. Bryce Sparkling Diamonds. Oh, my yeah. God, that song is good. Oh, that is I didn't even think of that. That's a good, that's, that's a good comparison. He buys you diamonds. Bryce Sparkling mm-hmm. Diamonds. Yeah. Exactly. And all yeah. I have to give you is love. That's all I that's have it. to give you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. Well, love that song. What I got to make you want to trade them diamonds in. <laughs> oh, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Oh, man. Priceless. Well, that's right. Priceless. I'm sorry we don't have more time with you, Frank, but thank you for, for calling in and speaking with me. Well, that just means we have to do it again, right? Yeah, definitely. Especially when the, <laughs> when the full, when the full, we, when you release the full CD, Soulmate Love mm-hmm. Stories, we definitely mm-hmm. will have you back. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm going to hold you to that, too. I'm, I'm going to hold you. I'm going to have my folks get in touch with you and just bug you until we make it happen. <laughs> no problem. Not a problem at all. I will be looking for that release. Not a problem. All right. okay. all so right. let everyone know where they can find you on the web real quick. They can find me easy. I'm probably the easiest dude to find. Go to Frank McComb. That's F-R-A-N-K-M-C-C-O-M-B dot I-N-F-O. Frank McComb dot info. And uh, all of my social media is there, but I'll tell it to you anyway. It's, uh, my Twitter is uh, at Mr. Frank McComb. And my Instagram is Frank McComb. And my, um, well, my, my, my Facebook is kind of tricky. So just go to my Facebook and get my, I mean, I'm sorry, go to my website and get my Facebook. So I'm not hard to find at all. Not at all. Okay. All right. Yeah, follow me on Twitter. I'll, I'll follow back. Follow me on Twitter. I'll follow back. Just don't be saying no crazy stuff. And we did. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> people out there. <laughs> well, that is awesome. I really enjoyed speaking with you. I cannot wait to have you back on once this CD, the full CD, is released. I'm looking forward to that. And we'll have Mike Likewise. on as well. Yeah. All right, for sure. Yeah, we'll speak and we'll yeah. talk a little longer. It's just that I made it clear yes. that I got to go support a friend. But yeah, definitely. We'll talk a little longer. Let's do it again. Okay. All right. Thank All you right. again. Right on. Take care. All right. Bye bye. Bye. All right, that was Frank McComb. His new release is called Soulmate. Um, it is available on Amazon, so you can pick it up there. Visit his website again, frankmccomb.info. Follow him on Twitter at Mr. Frank McComb and on Instagram at Frank McComb. This is This Love of Ours.
down for the count. No different than a referee. They begin to count us out. They feel our fire when they begin to doubt. This love, this love of ours. Yeah. It's turning for quite some miles. Past all the tests and beat the trials. Every single one. Your number three. Twenty years later, look at God, you and me, and this love, this love of ours. Yeah, we walked it, baby. Star the test and beat the trials. Every single one. Soultracks.com said about Frank McComb, that soulful and rangy voice is, is what draws the Hathaway comparisons. However, McComb, in an original, in possession of the qualities that allowed him to develop a loyal following over the course of 15 years, Soulmate, Another Love Story brings the time-honored virtues of intimacy, honesty, honesty, creative musicianship, and mature lyricism while also giving listeners a fresh take on the much-discussed topic of love. The four-song EP is a relatively short but powerful addition to McComb's impressive discography. Now, I want to give you a little bit of background on Frank. 
At age 18, he started a trio and played all throughout Ohio and Erie, Pennsylvania. After graduating from high school, he became a member in the band for the Rude Boys and eventually became their musical director. He signed to Motown Records from 1990. 92 to 94, and in 94, he left Motown and joined Branford Marcellus' versatile and eclectic band, Buckshot LaFunk. All right, the next song is called She Needs True Love Too. There are no words to explain how I felt when she walked by me. And go her way How clearly I remember that day The brown in her eyes cried lonely I'm lonely Even though she was surrounded by Many rich foolish friends Those so-called friends
She Needs Love Too. That is from Frank McCombs' new release, Soulmate. In 1991, Frank moved to Philly where he met Kenny Gamble and Leon Huff, who put him on payroll as musician in their camp at Philadelphia International Records. Frank said he even moved down the street from the label so that he could walk to work. As I mentioned earlier, he was named one of the 27 greatest keyboard players of all time by Music Radar, and his Straight from the Vault release garnered the Soul, Tra Soul Tracks Reader's Choice Award for Best Album. Now, I mentioned that Frank worked with a lot of artists. Um, some additional artists were DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, Frankie Beverly and Mays, Tina Marie, Layla Hathaway, Terry Lynn Kerrigan, Valerie Simpson, American Idol's Ricky Minor, Philip Bailey, Teddy Pendergrass, and so, so many more. Again, you can find Soulmate on Amazon.com. Visit Frank's website, frankmacomb.info. Follow him on Twitter at Mr. Frank McComb and on Instagram at Frank McComb. All right, the last song is Feeling Some Kind of Way. Changed, been rearranged. 
in my heart Cause I just don't feel the same I can't put my finger on it But something's happened to me Since we said hello Just a few days ago
Well, there you have it. Frank McCombs' new EP, Soulmate. Again, it is available on Amazon. Visit his website, Frank McComb, M-C-C-O-M-B as in boy, dot info. Follow him on Twitter at Mr. Frank McComb and on Instagram at Frank McComb. Thank you for joining me this evening for this interview. We will definitely have him back on when the full CD is released. I really enjoyed talking to him very much, very much. All right, you've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with me, your host, the Jazz Queen, and I look forward to talking smooth jazz with you again next time. Until then, keep it smooth. Thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Please visit our websites. TalkingSmoothJazz.com and Mastermind-Entertainment.com Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen and The Daily Grind. That's T-H-A Daily Grind. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.